Well, this is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to Episode 57 of the Catholic Foodie, The Wine of God's Joy. Welcome to the Catholic Foodie. I am so glad that you are here. We have a fantastic show today. We have a wonderful guest who's going to be with us, Chris Faddis. I am so excited about that. He's going to tell us about a new project that he has going on, uh, dealing with the uh, with Haiti, with uh, response to the 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 destruction, the the tragedy that has happened recently in Haiti. Uh, we've got also a couple of reviews. We got lots of feedback from last week's episode. And uh, goodness gracious, I'm just so excited about today. Uh, Also, we're going to talk a little bit about Mardi Gras and king cakes and stuff, so stay here, the Catholic foodie, where food meets faith. That's right, lots of fun stuff today, Uh, very exciting. And uh, first thing I want to do, we've got uh, Chris Faddis here, I'm going to give you a uh, an introduction to let you know who he is if you don't know uh, already. He is known as at Faticus uh, over on Twitter. So if you're on Twitter and you want to get to know Chris a little bit better, uh, just go to uh, at Faticus. I guess it's like twitter.com slash at Faticus, and you can uh, follow him and get to know him a little bit better. Uh, what we have, let's see what we have. Uh, Chris is, first of all, a devoted husband to Angela and the father uh, to Gianna, with one child on the way. He's also a Catholic writer and speaker and serves as director of youth ministry at St. Leo's Catholic Church in Winston-Salem and a North Carolina area contact for Life Teen Incorporated, an international Catholic youth ministry organization. His writing has appeared in publications such as The Catholic Son, Life Teen Spotlight, as well as other Life Teen resources, Chris is also the author and publisher of livinggracefully.net, which offers daily inspiration for Catholic living. His writings can also be found at Integrated Life Channel on Catholic Exchange, as well as uh, ym.lifeteen.com, where he writes on topics related to youth ministry. Chris also recently launched newmediaministry.com with co-founders Matt Brown and Nick Heller, Uh, which is a website geared at helping ministries utilize social media and web outreach in their ministry. He has worked in Catholic youth ministry for over 10 years and has spoken at Catholic events across the country. When Chris was 16 years old, he met Pope John Paul II at a general audience in Rome. He was so moved not only by his words but by his presence. What I will never forget was a moment that may not have lasted long in which I looked into his eyes. It was then that I began to understand why his presence was so overwhelming. I saw in his eyes a love that I had never seen before. That's something that Chris said after that event. Uh, He said, I saw the weight of God's love in those eyes, which is just beautiful. That is fantastic. But that event, that encounter, led Chris to understand his own personal call in life, to share that love with those he encounters. He has since been profoundly impacted by Pope John Paul II's teachings on family sexuality, and the universal call to holiness. Chris is most known for his speaking on topics related to Catholic spirituality and the call to holiness. His message is born out of a sincere desire to seek holiness and the trials that he has encountered along the way. Chris believes strongly that God is calling us back to the simplicity of complete and utter trust in His will for our lives. He speaks to the hearts of the young and the old alike, about the struggle to be completely reliant 
on God's grace, mercy, and providence in our lives. And um, <clears throat> there's more that I could say about Chris, but you know what? Instead of listening to me yammer, let's just welcome Chris. Chris, welcome to The Catholic Foodie. <laughs> hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I've been wanting to come on for a while. This is a... Well, this, I'm telling you what, you, you have so much experience here in youth ministry, uh, in, in writing, uh, your own blogs. Uh, you're involved in so much, I'm really amazed. <laughs> Before we get into some of the other, because uh, you're, you're involved in a number of things, I really want to talk to you about like living gracefully and uh, new media ministry in particular. But before we do that, there is a new project that you're working on, something that is, uh, I guess, in the forefront of everybody's mind right now. Uh, it's a response to the tragedy in Haiti. Uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about uh, your your efforts here to help those in Haiti? Yeah, you know, um, I think we've all we all feel a sense of uh, of urgency and compassion when it when it comes to this this event. And uh, I think you know we're definitely more aware after Katrina and um, and you know September 11th and all those events in our own country of what's going on in other countries. And I think that seems like we, we seem to be more compassionate and more, uh, a little easier to stand in solidarity after feeling those blows ourselves. Uh, so, you know, the other day I was just kind of thinking on uh, the Haiti issue, and it just kind of hit me that, that we had to do something. And so, um, you know, as a youth minister, I don't, I don't have, uh, obviously, a lot <laughs> to give. But I, but I thought, you know, with social media, you know, and I'm writing a lot about social media right now with, with new media ministries and um, – I just thought, gosh, there's got to be a way to use this. You know, we talk about viral marketing when we talk about social media, and there's got to be a way to make this viral. And so um, I just started a Facebook cause to raise money for Catholic Relief Services and thought between my network I could I could easily raise $5,000, and maybe maybe that'll help a little, you know. Uh, and then a friend actually from Louisiana who I've, I've met through social media, um, a guy named uh, Jerry, um, said, hey, what if we called for a fast you know, just to, to pray for these people. And so combining those two ideas, I thought, well, let's not only fast, let's fast, let's pray for these people, uh, and let's donate the money we're saving from fasting towards Haiti. So we started FastForHaiti.com uh, and the Fast for Haiti movement, and the idea is that um, Catholics, Christians, non-Christians, anyone would decide that they'll fast one to three meals in any given day, uh, and then donate that money towards Catholic Relief Services, or if there's other organizations they prefer, they could certainly do that. That is fantastic, and it, it's so um, it, it's 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 so necessary. First of all, it's so necessary. But I love the fact that you're you're reaching out and you're calling people not only to give money because there's lots of places right now trying to raise money to help people in Haiti, but you're bringing in really the kind of like the the fullness of of our Catholic faith into this project, uh, the necessity of prayer, the call to prayer, but also the call to, to sa- sacrifice, to sacrifice uh, ourselves in, in the area of fasting. Matter of fact, you know, Lent is not that far away. We've got the Mardi Gras season for us down here in Louisiana right now uh, leading up to Lent. And, and what are the three spiritual practices that we have uh, been given by the church? Uh, you see it in the scriptures. Uh, for Lent, it's it's prayer, almsgiving, and fasting, and that's to to me. You're doing all three here. We pray for those in Haiti and those who are suffering the ramifications of this terrible event. Uh, you're calling people to fast, 
uh, and then also to to almsgive, to give this money to Haiti. Could you uh, maybe explain a little bit about uh, uh, how you you have uh, um, you obviously talk about grace a lot. I'm just you know if you could uh, share with us something about how grace is maybe operative in this outreach as far as these practic- practices of prayer and almsgiving and fasting. Sure. You know, I think first and foremost, um, you know, grace is, uh, is always available, first of all, as we know. And, um, and I think one of the biggest things that, that people don't realize, you know, there's a scripture, uh, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. Um, and and in, in that, a lot of people will say, well, I thought God's grace was supposed to be sufficient. You know, I'm going through this hard time, and I thought God's grace was going to be sufficient, and it's not. But I think we forget that grace is sufficient, but we also have to take take hold of it in a sense. We have to allow it in. We have to allow it into the situation. And so, first and foremost, with with fasting and prayer, in, in prayer, when we open the door to God in prayer, grace is there. It's present. In the second that we say, in the name of the Father, boom, God is there, and His grace is surrounding us. And so, first of all, when we do this fast and we we stop and pray. We are bringing grace not only into our own lives, but into that situation in Haiti. And, you know, it's so hard for us to put our hands on it, but, but you could literally imagine a legion of angels swarming to the spot that is most needed when you start to pray. Um, and, and that's what's happening. And so uh, we also know through Scripture and Church teaching that our prayer is, is more efficacious through fasting. And I think for me, I have to say, Jeff, I, I'm not a faster. <laughs> I, um, I, don't, I don't do well with fasting. I get sick. Um, you know, I, I generally, I've, I've never been able to go an entire day without food, you know, on, during a Lent fast, I have to do the, you know, the cheating, you know, have two small meals thing, because <laughs> right. I, I really do get sick. But, but I, the other day I did my first fast for this campaign, and I just did one meal. I had a small breakfast and I did lunch, you know, so it, it's still a significant amount of time for me. But the prayer, when I went over to the church and prayed during that time and said, okay, I've got to get through this, that was some of the most profound prayer I've had in, in probably months. I mean, it really, it, I think that something about that, that weakness, that, that feeling of, of a little bit of suffering, mm-hmm. drew me into the presence of God so much more profoundly. And I think, in a way, too, you know, when we do that, when we suffer with God and allow it, we join it to God's suffering, we're allowing God's grace, the grace that He poured out on the cross, to come into our lives. Wow. And that's, that's, it's amazing. And, you know, you mentioned the, the fact that um, uh, you get sick fasting. It's, it's funny, I've, I'm the same way. I, uh, I've, when I was younger, I could do it. And matter of fact, at the age of 16, I heard the, the message of Fatima and the message of, uh, at the time, of Medjugorje. And it really impressed itself upon me. And, and I fasted then uh, twice a week, you know, trying to live these, these messages. And I seem to do okay with it. But as I got older, uh, I've experienced the same thing. When I, fat, when I try to fast on just bread and water, uh, matter of fact, the last time I did that, just bread and water, I ended up having to call in sick the next day, believe it or not. I couldn't go to work. So I figured that uh, I would have to try to make some adjustments and follow the church's uh, uh, guidelines on fasting, uh, as you mentioned. And also, one thing that I did pull in, just for me personally, for anybody out there who may be thinking the same thing, like, you know, fasting is just just too difficult for me. One of the things that I do, especially during Lent, is try to fast from other things. 
to eat to eat, but not mm-hmm. not to eat too much, you know, to to ration the food, but maybe to fast from television, to fast from um, um, I, I don't know. I'm, television is one of the things that uh, that I would fast for. Fast from the computer, right? Fast from from things like that, and then to do something extra like go and pray at the Adoration Chapel if you have one available in your area, or to say a rosary, whatever it may be. So those are also ways that, for me personally, uh, I, I approach fasting um, simply because of the, the reason that you mentioned earlier. It's, it's, a, it's penance, but uh, it doesn't um, have a detrimental effect on my job. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what is... Yeah, what you is, know, and that was one of the things, um, I just said that was one of the things that, you know, when, when we first talked about this fast was, uh, you know, the idea that, hey, people can just pick one meal. You know, if if it's one meal a day, that's fine. You know, but the idea that at least one, at one point during this next week, you're going to take that time out and say, hey, I'm going to give up this meal. I'm going to go to the church instead of going to lunch. I'm going to put that money um Or, you know, like somebody said the other day, you know, if you're going out to dinner with your wife this weekend... Maybe maybe this week you you pass on that and you just eat at home or you just you know don't eat that meal and together you you know you go to the church and pray for these people, uh, but certainly yeah that that idea that hey if you can handle the full day fast great do it all the better, but for those of us who can't uh, you know that the one fa- one meal is still a sacrifice and and mm-hmm. you can still join that to their suffering. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, what has been the response so far? I mean this is brand new. Uh, you just launched this, but I'm curious, Chris, as to how uh, how people have uh, responded so far. I mean, this is a new effort. It's a new outreach. You just started this. What kind of response have you received so far? Well, gosh, let's see. On Wednesday night, I put up the um, the cause on Facebook and the and the uh, the Facebook group page, and then I also launched a website Wednesday night, which um, I think wasn't actually live till later in the evening. But by Friday, we've had uh, let's see, we've had well, as of today, we've got eighteen hundred dollars uh, in donations that have come through the Facebook cause, plus at least another thousand that I've heard from other people that they gave through different organizations or different, or they just gave directly to CRS. Uh, and then we've had um, we've had over, let's see, now it's about fifteen hundred unique visitors on our on our website. Mm. Uh, about four hundred, uh, I think it's three sixty or something like that, fans on on Facebook or group members, however it is. So it's really been, uh, uh, to me, a great response, considering that it, it's just been really through Twitter and, and Facebook that I've spread the word and, and been able to get it out there. Um, and I think it's going to grow. I've heard from about 10 youth groups that are going to participate in some way or another. Uh, there's a Life Teen put out a life night for all that's a free, a free youth group night to talk about Haiti that a lot of parishes are doing tonight. And so I've heard from about 10 groups that are actually going to kind of challenge their kids tonight that they would fast for Haiti this week. Oh man, that's great. That is great. I mean, that's, that's the thing, that's the, the beauty, the power of social media that you can get the word out there and people respond immediately. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. And uh, just, just one more time to let everybody know, because one of the things that people could do to help you would be uh, if they're on Twitter is to follow you and then to retweet any tweets that you put out there about Fast for Haiti, and if they're on Facebook, to do the same thing, to join the, uh, the, the, the fan page there, and then maybe to post something on their own, uh, their own uh, profile page, 
in their own news feed about Fast for Haiti. Those are a couple of ways that people could help you to, to spread the word. So would you mind giving us that information once again? How can people find, uh, find Fast for Haiti? Yeah, the best uh, the, the website is fastforhaiti.com, all spelled out, fast, F-O-R, Haiti.com. And then on Twitter, it's twitter.com slash fastforhaiti, all spelled out again. And then on Facebook, um, they would just have to search for, for, face, for Fast for Haiti, and they should be able to find the group. Um, and then, yeah, you know, the hashtag, if, you're, if people are familiar with, with Twitter, the hashtag is pound fast for Haiti. And I, I would love for people to use that hashtag to spread the word. That's part of you know, one of the big ways that people follow things on Twitter. Um, when they catch something they, they like, they'll, they'll pop on with you know, something like that, um, Fast for Haiti, and it just helps spread the word. So if you, hit, if you put in pound Fast for Haiti, and actually on, on the fastforhaiti.com site, if they go down a few posts, uh, might be on the second page, there is a, a spread the word post, and that explains some ideas what they could do. I put in there a, a Twitter message they could post and then also a Facebook message they could post. And then also on that site, sorry to give so many choices, but the logo that, that uh, Nick Heller uh, from Missing Link Design Services donated to us, he made up a, a really beautiful logo. Uh, people can post that as their profile picture on Twitter or Facebook um, or spread the word. And I, I know one church has actually made T-shirts with that logo. So wow. people are free to use that however they can to you know get the word out. Um, but I'd love to see that pop up on Facebook. That is great. That is great, and uh, it's a it's a beautiful example of using social media to uh, 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 for good, right? For good to to uh, to minister, to right. serve, and to to spread the word for a a good cause. And I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited to see that it, it's it's something that is not only um, helping those in Haiti and those who are suffering the ramifications, which is extremely important, but I think it's also a model for others to see how the social others in the church to see how the social media thing works and how uh how we could really as catholics we could be there on the digital continent as pope uh, benedict has called it uh to spread the word to spread the gospel using social media yeah you know it's amazing what um what happens just by doing you know in a lot of ways when you're you know like for you and for me we're a lot of times you know doing tweets with the pound Catholic hashtag, just trying to get the word out. But the amazing what happened when other people see that, and they, you know, the people that I've been contacted by because of a, um, a prayer that I posted on Facebook who aren't Catholic or aren't involved in the faith, but they really connected to that. So when, when people spread this message, it's not just going to spread the message of, um, you know, hey, let's help out Haiti, but it's also going to help people go, hey, you know, this is a neat thing to see what faithful people are doing, you know. Um, and it is really a great, great way for people to, to get involved and, and outreach in a way that, um, that is kind of new, but it's also very powerful in, in its effect, as, as you have seen, for sure, with, with what you're doing. Yes, yes. And uh, I know that you also have a couple of other um, uh, projects that you work on, uh, livinggracefully.net, and also, uh, the, was it New Media Ministry? Is that, is that the right... Uh... Yeah, the the one that you know, this was something that we just started, newmediaministry.com, and, uh, and you know, just real quick, I wanted to let people that are on the SPQN chat room right now, uh, Jerry Colbrand, who helped, who kind of gave the idea for this, is actually in the chat room. Uh, he just, um, I'm not able to get in there, but you can talk to Bro Jerry about the idea. He's got some, 
he definitely fasted a couple times, and um, people can share with him. Anyway, uh, so yeah, you know, as a youth minister and as a speaker, I hear from a lot of people a lot. You know, how do you get websites started? How did you do that website you did, or, or those kind of things? And so, I got some friends together um, and just said, hey, you know, we need to help youth ministers do this. And I, what I thought initially was going to be maybe a series of five to ten blog posts on my blog about how to start a web page and how to get started in social media. Um, after we started brainstorming, we realized we had enough content easily to, to keep a website going for quite a while. So wow. so we started NewMediaMinistry.com, and the idea is uh, essentially just to help people, help Catholics and Christians, you know, anyone really who, who wants to take advantage of it, but to help them be, become effective evangelizers in the new media age. And so, um, you know, we've got posts for youth ministers on how to start a website or how to use text messaging in their ministry, um, how to how to better utilize Facebook. Uh, we're gonna we've got some uh, one of our one of the partners is uh, Nick Heller, who's a designer with Missing Link Design. Um, he's writing a lot of blog posts, helping people learn how to design good websites, how to you know what why it's important to budget design into your ministry costs. Um, and then Matt Brown, who's a, who's a web builder and, and does all the infrastructure and all of those things for for websites, is writing a lot on the different tools people can use and, and how to better utilize them. And um, and then I'm writing just from the ministry perspective of, you know, how do we use these things in an effective way to, to reach out. Um, and I have to say, it's like I said, you know, gosh, I remember last year when I first really started using Facebook and Twitter um, with my blog, I, you know, I connected the two so people would see my blog posts. And, you know, I had friends from high school I hadn't talked to in 10 years contacting me saying, you know, I haven't been to church since high school. Uh, it just it, the, what you're writing about really, really is powerful for me. And, you know, so the connection that people can make to this is it's not just about the greater church, but you're evangelizing um, everyone that you have access to online. And and so we're hoping that not only churches and youth ministers and, and priests and, um, you know, speakers and bloggers will, will get involved in this site, but also any other Catholic who just says, you know, I want to I want to jump in and I want to give voice to the to the faith. In uh, in the new media, awesome, uh, man! I, I'm looking at the uh, new media ministry right now, uh, new media new media ministry dot com, and you've got some fantastic content here. Uh, the guest post by um, uh, Todd Lemieux, uh, why new media will make you mm-hmm. holier. I love that. <laughs> That's great. That is great. Uh, connect yeah. through text, uh, raise money via texting. How? I know it's important. Wait, that's not the one. Uh, why design matters so important. I am uh, just about now. It's actually it's just getting started. I'm redesigning our parish's website, and this is one of the things that I've been talking about a lot. Why design matters. Uh, so this is this is great stuff. You're doing great work. I'm so excited that you came on the show today, and I really want to encourage anybody listening to uh, to go and check out Fast for Haiti. Uh, and, and definitely make a contribution. Pray fast. Uh, take part in this uh, wonderful work that's going on, this Catholic work. And uh, I also encourage you to check out uh, Chris's other blogs, especially uh, New Media Ministry, uh, because that's, that's showing you right there the power of social media and the power, the, the effects, the impact that Catholics can have in the area of new media, social media. Very important uh, at this time, very important, and also his um, I guess what you would call uh, maybe your your primary and your first the, I guess the blog you've had the longest is livinggracefully.net. dot net is that right mm-hmm. 
and uh, I would encourage our listeners to go there. Yeah, that's that's my primary ministry. Well, fantastic, and I I, uh, I thank you so much, Chris, for coming on the show. And is there anything else you'd like to say before we uh, before we move on? No, I just thank you for the time, and I you know I would just say for people, um, I'd love to connect with you. Jeff's doing great work. There's lots of great great people in this this media, and um, I'm so grateful for for the connection we've made. But I would love for people to check out um, check out what we're doing and get involved in the Fast for Haiti campaign. And I would even more love to hear about it. So if you could, you know, email me or or send a message through the Fast for Haiti site, I'd love to hear what people are doing so we can kind of tell this story um, even more. And I, you know what? If people can't do it this week, Jeff, it's like you said, Lent's coming up. Uh, the people in Haiti and, and Catholic Relief Services are going to need help for a long time. So you know, maybe they can kind of plan their own effort in in line with this coming for Lent or something like that. So, so please connect and and let us know how we can we can help you. Fantastic. Well, Chris, thanks again so much, and uh, my prayers are with you, and and God bless. Well, it was it was so good to have Chris on the show. Uh, I, I'm I'm excited about the work he's doing, uh, in all of his his efforts. I mean, it's you know I love. I am a a techno geek. I'm a, a <laughs> big time, right? Social media kind of fanatic evangelist, I've said in the past. Uh, there's just so much that could be happening right now. And as Catholics, we have to be present. We have to be there, right? We have been charged to spread the good news, the gospel. And so where people are, that's where we have to be. So I'm very excited about that. They're doing fantastic work. And I really do encourage you once again to go check out his different sites. He's got living livinggracefully.net. Uh, he's got uh, newmediaministry.com, and then, of course, fastforhaiti.com. Also on Facebook, check him out on uh, on Twitter as well. He gave you the Fast for Haiti uh, 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 username there on Twitter, but I want to give you also his personal um, username on Twitter, which is at Faticus, which is F-A-D-D-I-C-U-S. F-A-D-D-I-C-U-S. So, great guy. Chris, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, as I mentioned, our prayers are with you. Now, a few people in the chat room right now have been asking, where's Char? You know, she was uh, on the show with me here uh, for a few shows, uh, co-hosting, and I was so excited about that. I've been wanting to get her back on the show for months and months and months and months. And uh, she's really, I mean, she kind of warmed up to it. She was scared of the whole Ustream thing, I think, at first, and she, you know, after doing it a few times, she really started to feel comfortable, and I think the last, uh, the really the last episode we did together was, went really well, and I think we, we conversed well with each other, and uh, it, w- it was just a fun episode, so why isn't she here today? Well, my kids uh, had been in a play this weekend. They were in Beauty and the Beast. Christopher played Gaston. Uh, which was absolutely, absolutely hysterical. A total riot. You, <laughs> you should have been there. I mean, it was. Uh, he he just had the audience rolling, you know. And that's my son. That's what he's like. He's he is um, he is something else. Uh, my uh, my uh, my oldest daughter. She was both uh, the played two roles. She was the milkmaid and also the pocket watch, which is really cute. Seeing her up there, the pocket watch, little costume. And then my youngest, uh, Grace, she was Chip, the little, you know, teacup. And uh, so anyway, it was, it, was, um, it was a lot of fun. I went to the show on Friday night, the opening night, and then also yesterday afternoon. 
Uh, Char had her, her mom and brother and his family coming in to see the show this afternoon, so she couldn't miss it. She went again uh, for the fourth time <laughs> to see it. So um, anyway, that's why she's not here. But next weekend, next Sunday, I think I'm going to actually have to lure her here somehow, actually get her to sit in the chair. And when she's sitting down, I'm going to tie her up. So she has to be here to co-host the show with me. So that's my my hope. That's my plan. Don't tell her. Don't tell her that I'm planning that. But, but I hope to have her back here. So, all right. Well, we have had this week a lot of feedback. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm blown away by the amount of feedback we had. So let's just jump right on in and find out what you have to say. Hey, Jeff, it's Pat Padley from the In Between Sundays podcast. And uh, it's a podcast for young adults. I'm sure uh, your listeners have heard about it. You've been on our podcast and shared some great food tips. Uh, I had a couple uh, pieces of feedback for you. So, uh, first of all, I was listening to Catholic Foodie episode 56, and uh, Allison Sweeney had called, and you talked about maybe a cook-off at the CNMC. I don't know who the powers be who who decide that kind of thing, but uh, I haven't talked to Nick, but I'm just starting out there. We could do like an Iron Chef kind of thing with uh, different podcasters, uh, you know, put against each other, and, and I think the Padley Brothers would be a, a winning a winning team. Uh, so to start that out there. Secondly, um, wanted to ask you about a couple of different foods and if you could uh, recommend recipes or do a show on it. First of all, uh, we had some beignets recently, Nick and I, at a Louisiana restaurant here in town, and one of them was chocolate beignets, you know, the kind of uh, donuts, Louisiana donuts. So didn't know if you had already done an episode or if you had recipes because that was delicious. And then secondly, my my love my I love this kind of food is sushi. Uh, I don't know if you like sushi, um, but I thought it would be cool if you could do an episode on sushi uh, maybe in the future. Um, just because I think I I love it and I know a lot of other people love it as well. So uh, and then lastly, wanted to uh, tell your listeners uh, just extend this invitation to come and listen to our show at inbetweensundays.com. It's also an SQPN uh, podcast, as well as if you have donated to the SQPN um, giving campaign, email Nick and I, go to our website, inbetweensundays.com, and click on the contact button because we are giving away our mother's pumpkin bread recipe for people who donate to the SQPN giving campaign. So uh, thanks a lot for the show. Love listening. Love hearing about different food. Um, I myself am an amateur foodie (laughs) and uh, look forward to hearing from you soon, Jeff. Thanks. God bless. Oh, Pat, thank you so much. Uh, First of all, I love your show. I love your show. You and your brother are uh, funny. (laughs) I I laugh my way through your show every time I listen to it. Uh, In Between Sundays, you can find them over at inbetweensundays.com. Also on sqpn.com, you can find them on iTunes. You can find them pretty much anywhere. Uh, Just look for funny people and you're gonna find nick and pat i mean they, they just they're great and i mean you, you could tell he's funny because he actually said that if we had like a cooking competition that they would they would win did you hear that did you hear him say that <laughs> you see how funny he is oh it's great uh but seriously that is a fantastic idea i, I i've said it last weekend and last sunday uh say it again i think that would be so much fun so much fun to do some sort of a cook-off uh, an iron chef sort of thing something 
that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I do want to comment on your beignet thing, but first uh, I want to say just a little bit about sushi. I love sushi. Our family, our entire family loves sushi, and that's one of the places we'll go out to eat uh, to get sushi when there's something special that we're celebrating, whether it's a child's birthday, whether it's my wife's birthday. Uh, it's either sushi or pizza because that's my favorite uh, of all time, uh, or, or sushi, which I just absolutely love. Uh, Char's brother makes it at home all the time. He rose, rolls his own sushi. He's like a, a, a sushi chef in his own right. Uh, it, it's just it's so good. And I've got some more feedback to play. And in that feedback, somebody else is going to talk about sushi too. So I just want you to know I'm getting the message. <laughs> I'm getting the message. We are going to have to do a show on sushi. And not only that, this is what I think I'm going to do. And uh, you let me know what you think about this. I would love to know what you think about this. I, I would have to do the show with Char, of course. She's going to have to co-host. But I'm thinking what we ought to do is one of two things. We could either go to a sushi restaurant and do the show live from a sushi restaurant. Or we can, I guess more simply, order sushi, pick it up, bring it home, and have sushi on the show while we're doing the show. What do you think? Would that work? Would that be fun? I, I, just let me know. Call me at 985-635-4974 or email me at catholicfoodie at gmail.com. Please let me know. I just came up with that, that idea. Uh, it, of course, it's Pat's inspiration, but, uh, but I think that'd be fun. I think that would be a lot of fun. Now, just for a, a quick quick word about beignets, I have mentioned beignets before. Uh, Father Seraphim Bashoner of Catholic Under the Hood podcast there at SQPN and at catholicunderthehood.com. Uh, he, has, he loves beignets, and he asked me a while back, I think it was closer to last Mardi Gras, about beignets. So I did talk about them. And you're right, they're like uh, 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 Louisiana donuts, or they're really, it's, it's French, it's fried dough, and they kind of puff up the way that they are cut and put into the, uh, the, the vat of hot oil. Uh, when, they, when they start to fry, they, they puff up on the inside. So they come, they're like these little squares uh, that are kind of puffy in the middle. And they come out, they're extremely hot, and they, they put uh, uh, powdered sugar over the top, confectioner sugar over the top of these things. And they're heavenly. They are just so good, so good. They're not good for you, but they are so good. Uh, and you ask about a recipe. You know, the, the best place in the world to get beignets is a place called um, Café du Mont. All right, and that's a French word. And uh, Café du Mont, and I will tell you, Right now, let me pull it up. They have uh, a website. Now, Mont is French, so it's going to be M-O-N-D-E. So, Café du, D-U, Mont, M-O-N-D-E. Now, they have a, a website, CaféDuMont.com. Uh, if you go over there, they've got a few things. They've, first of all, they've got a page of uh, history, history of this place, because this is, this is a, a, a classic uh, icon of New Orleans, you know, you got your Mardi Gras parade. You've got uh, the French Quarter. You've got you know certain restaurants in the French Quarter that are that are just like uh, icons, right? New Orleanian icons. Well, Cafe Du Mont is one of them, and uh, the the original cafe is right outside the French Quarter, uh, right between the French Quarter and the river. And it's open twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and it was actually established in eighteen sixty two, 
1862, and it was right there in the French market, okay? French market, right outside the French Quarter. Um, open all the time. It closes only on Christmas Day and on, on the day an occasional hurricane passes through uh, close to New Orleans, right? Like Katrina. I think they were probably closed for Katrina. Um, but anyway, it was, uh, it's, it's a traditional coffee shop. And its menu consists of dark roasted coffee and chicory, which I've talked about many times before, beignets, white and chocolate milk, uh, fresh squeezed orange juice, and the, the, the coffee could be served black or as what we call cafe au lait, coffee milk, coffee with milk, cafe au lait. Uh, so it's mixed with half and half and, and hot milk. Okay, that's what happens. Strong coffee. It's really good, dark, strong coffee. And it's just, oh, man, so good. Um, just good stuff. But notice they have only one food item on the menu, beignets. Why? And why are they still in business after all these years? Because they're good. They're delicious. They're fantastic. So, uh, Cafe Du Monde, what they do now, though, in this new, uh, marketing kind of commercial age that we live in, uh, you can now buy the mix. They have a mix. They box it and you can order it. You can buy it down here. We have it in the grocery stores. You can order this online. Uh, they have a, uh, a, l- a link here or on the website. You just go to the page where you can order it online. It's really pretty cool. So these little French donuts, uh, French uh, fried dough, square, puffy. And let me see if I could find this recipe thing. Here it is. They give you on the website, cafedumont.com, like a little recipe. And it talks about the equipment and what you need. Uh, but I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Now, obviously, Café du Mans does not go out somewhere and buy Café du Mans mix to make their beignets, right? They're the ones that make the mix. So you can make it from scratch. You can. But I'm telling you right now, <laughs> the easiest thing to do is to use their mix. It's already there. Uh, it's just the, it's the, the flour. You know, it's everything that you need. It's right there. Uh, you use that. It's easy, okay? It's easy. And they come out good, and they taste like the ones in the, uh, in the coffee shop, in the restaurant at Café du Monde, New Orleans. So anyway, that's my two cents about uh, beignets. Go check out this recipe. Just go to Café du Monde. You can find it right there. Excellent, excellent stuff. Hi, Jeff. This is Lisa, one of the blogging sisters from Sound Mind and Spirit. And I just finished listening to your episode about letting kids help in the kitchen. And I love that idea. My kids not only love to eat, and they're very adventurous, but they also love to help. I have to admit that I'm not really good always at letting them help because usually during the week, I'm just so rushed trying to get dinner on the table like everybody else before it gets too late. So I loved Rebecca's idea about letting the kids help plan one um one dinner a week and letting them help cook it. And I'm really going to strive to make that a goal for us because I know the kids would love it. And I know it, it would just become a really great tradition for our family. I laughed when you talked about sushi and eating sushi with your family, because that is one of our family's favorite meals of all time. Um, my husband, myself, our six-year-old and our three-year-old love it. Our six-year-old and three-year-old are Waiters are always surprised when we go out about how much they will eat and how adventurous they are in what they'll eat. Our eight-year-old, however, she's never quite taken to it. 
Um, we have been to a local restaurant and they have what's called a baby roll on their child's menu. And it is basically a chicken nugget uh, in a sushi roll. So chicken nugget wrapped with seaweed and uh, rice. And she will eat that and they serve it with ketchup. And so my husband on Sunday nights, our family tradition, Sunday nights, is he makes us homemade rolls, sushi rolls at home. And he now, of course, makes the uh, baby roll, the chicken roll for our oldest so that she will join in instead of picking and choosing between the rice and the avocado and the little things that she'll eat. Thanks for all that you do. And I can't wait to hear your next episode. Bye. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. You know, uh, I've mentioned a number of times on the show how much I love your blog. You and your sister Shelly, y'all do a fantastic job. And uh, once again, it's um, uh, Of Sound Mind and Spirit is the name of the blog, and it's over at soundmindandspirit.blogspot.com. So please go check that out. Really good stuff. And uh, yes, you're right. See, this is the other feedback we got about what? About sushi. So we're going to have to have a sushi episode real soon. And once again, I want to hear from you. What do you think? Should we do a live sushi episode or, or what? You tell me. 985-635-4974 or catholicfoodie at gmail.com. Hi, Jeff. It's Kate Danilek from Making Music Praying Twice. I'm calling because you just did a show on, of course, my favorite subject, Kids in the Kitchen. And we talked about that last time when I was on your show talking about music at the table and getting kids to eat, how much I love having the kids in the kitchen and teaching them to cook from a very young age. And I really loved hearing everyone's stories about, you know, things that they do with their kids in the kitchen or the kids came into these traditions that they started to make. Um, And I am really excited about ICouldEatThat.com. And, of course, Anya, my daughter, my 10-year-old, you know, has been uh, working on her cooking video, which we just released this week, um, to support the charity ChildrenOfCare.org, the club that supports the Filipino orphanages. Um, that the religious teachers Filipini run all over the world, um, in India, uh, Ethiopia, and Brazil. They have three big orphanages in those areas. And um, those children, you know, their parents have died of AIDS or in the wars or from poverty. And um, really, there's no one to care for them except these sisters who give their lives to do this. And a little bit of money on our part means so much to them. And even kids can really raise enough to make a huge difference. So she's hoping to encourage more kids to do little things like the bake sales that she does, and she's got her cooking video for her crispy, chewy chocolate chip cookies um, and hoping other kids will make some cookies and sell them maybe at a garage sale or at their church and make some money for the sisters to support the orphans. Um, It's one of the few places where literally 100% of the money you send goes directly to the children. There is absolutely no money spent on advertising or processing or even the um, sisters who run it. Their their income is provided entirely by the order itself. All the money you send for the kids goes right to those poor children who really need a future. Um, But anyway, I just wanted to let you know how how excited we are about... I could eat that.com and Anya is now making a whole other batch of crispy chewy chocolate chip cookies so she can take a picture and post it and um, be included on that site. So thank you so much for sharing that with us and really encouraging kids in the kitchen. It's something I think is great and love hearing more about and I'm so glad I got to hear it. Thanks, Jeff. Bye-bye. Well, thank you so much, Kate. I, uh, I tell you, you know, when, when you were on the show, 
uh, and I should probably look and see what episode that was. I don't remember offhand exactly the the number. Uh, I'll have to check that out. Uh, but you told me then about your daughter wanting to get this site together and make this video, and and I was really impressed then. Well, <laughs> I've got to tell you, now that it's done and I've seen it, I'm extremely impressed. Wow. I mean, the, the fact that your daughter has such a, um, uh, a sensibility about this, uh, you know, being touched by the suffering of others and having that sensitivity, I guess, of, of soul uh, to not only recognize it but want to reach out and respond, that is amazing to me. That's wonderful. And then on top of that, to have the initiative to launch both a website uh, and – produce this this video and on top of that to uh to actually go about making these care packages and doing the bake sales and all the things that she is doing to raise money to send to uh to these orphans i I, i'm just so impressed with her and i please do i I know she she may be she may hear this but if she doesn't please let her know that i said so that i'm i'm very impressed very pleased to see all the fantastic things that she is doing now we already heard about the, the, the tragedy in Haiti and what Chris is doing to reach out to others. And now we are hearing about Anya and the, th- the things that she is doing to reach out to these orphans in these different countries who are suffering terribly. Uh, and, and the reason why I wanted to name this particular episode um, The Wine of God's Joy is because today my wife passed this on to me. She's not here on the show, but she did pass this on to me. The meditation in the uh, the little prayer booklet, uh, Magnificat, for today. There's a meditation uh, from the Mass readings, and it was uh, by uh, Carol Hauslander. Uh, maybe mispronouncing that, but I think that's it, Carol Hauslander. And uh, it's it really beautiful, very beautiful. Now, the reading from the Gospel today was the Wedding Feast of Cana. And so I'm, I'm just going to just give you a quote from here, which I think is very uh, appropriate. It, it, it says, uh, the symbol of wine at Cana is apt. Wine restores vigor to an exhausted man, warms him all through, brings color back to his face, gives him courage, softens his heart, takes away his sense of insufficiency, and sets him free. The joy of God is a wine that changes the drab, cold, colorless substance of human nature into the rich, crimson, warm vitality of supernatural life. It changes discouragement to hope, doubt to faith. It lights up the mind, and in its light men see that the problems of the world today, which seem insurmountable, are straws. In the power of God, and in His name, even a creature as little and weak as man can overcome them. So I, I, I'm just blown away by this, right? I'm blown away by this. That the joy of God, I, I, that's like the way I read that, it is the joy that God has in us, His creation, right? He takes joy in us, which is why He sent His Son to save us. We are part of the family of God. He takes joy in us as a good father takes joy in his children. And not only that, his joy communicates us a joy as well. So we rejoice, right? We we experience a joy of God. 
and being children of God. So God has this joy for us, which ignites within our hearts this joy at being children of God. And I would venture to say, based upon what we just heard in that, in that reflection, that it's that joy of being close to God, of knowing God, of, of knowing God's joy for us. It is that joy that enables us, that, that, that spurs us forward to reach out and to serve those, to reach out and to help our brothers and sisters who are suffering. So it is because Chris has experienced the joy of God that he is able to reach out and do something to help those suffering in Haiti and suffering the ramifications of that tragedy. He can launch a, a, a project, NewMediaMinistry.com, because he's experienced the joy of God, he launches that project in order to help churches, ministers, to perform better, to reach more people in this new media age. That's because of the joy of God. Anya is reaching out to these AIDS orphans who live far, far away. They're nowhere around here. They live far away, but she can do that. Why? Because she knows the joy of God. So this episode is called The Wine of the Joy of God, right? Uh, the Wine of God's Joy. This, the, the, God changes us, but He changes us for the better. He makes us fully human when we rejoice in Him, when we know His joy. That can have a, a, a transforming effect on us in our lives. And here we see today in the reading, in the gospel, Jesus changes water, ordinary water, into wine. And that water is in stone jars. He can do the same to us. He can do the same to us. The water of our lives, he can change into wine. And, and it's the joy of God that makes that, trans, that transformation in us. So anyway, I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited about all these projects. I can't stand it. I'm so happy I got to share them with you on the show today. Uh, but I've got another piece of voice feedback to play for you. And I may maybe should have played this one first before I launched into my own uh, uh, little thing there. <laughs> but uh, listen to this. Hi, Mr. Young. I'm Anya Banlook, and I'm 10 years old. I'm the founder of Children of Care with a little bit of help from my mom. Children of Care is a club for kids where we encourage each other to pray and send money and care packages for orphans in Ethiopia, India, and Brazil. You can send the money to the Philippine Sisters in Morristown, New Jersey, and send the care packages to Ethiopia, Brazil, and India. And for more information, go to childrenofcare.org. I started cooking with my mom when I was two, and now I teach my brothers and sister how to cook for the bake sales. This year, I've raised over $300 for the orphans with these bake sales. We have a new cooking video for kids showing how to make really good giant M&M chocolate chip cookies. These are really good for bake sales. Thank you, and don't forget, kids can sign up for the club at childrenofcare.org with parents' permission. And adults can learn how to help the orphans at eatorphansrising.com. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Anya. I'm so excited for you and for all the work that you're doing. Uh, Childrenofcare.org. Uh, please go go take a look at what she's doing and leave her some feedback. You know, send Kate some feedback. Let them know how incredible this is. What uh, what Anya is is doing. I'm I'm just so impressed. Ten years old. I can't believe it. Awesome. 
Well, there is so much that I wanted to share with you today. So much I wanted to share. Um, and I, I think we're running out of time, though. We are just we just don't have enough time. There was so much good that we got right up front in the show that I, I think I'm going to have to take some of this other stuff and put it on the back burner for next week. Uh, and I, I'll just tell you a little bit about what, what some of this stuff was. I had my blog post recap of the week that I want to share with you. Uh, Inga uh, from the Netherlands, she sent in a um, sent me a blog post via email. She sent something to me she came across, which I thought was just fantastic. As a matter of fact, I may have to say something about this before we end because uh, it spurred a little thought in my head, in my little bald noggin, uh, that I want to share with you and, and ask your feedback on. So I may have to, uh, to, to share that one and then save the other ones. Uh, uh, Manny. Uh, and I, right now I'm, I'm at a loss for his last name. On my notes, I just wrote Manny. He's a chef at, uh, let's see, it's Jolie's uh, Louisiana Bistro in Lafayette, Louisiana. He has a blog. Uh, Hunt to Table is the name of the blog. And he wrote a blog post about the home cook, the revival of the home cook. And I really want to talk to you about that. I really want to talk to you about that. I love it. And uh, he has just got some great things to say. And, and there, you know what? I tell you what. This is what I'll do. On CatholicFoodie.com, I did put a post up in response to Manny's post, right? He put his post out, I think, a few days ago. I, I, I came across it and was just so tickled by it, I, I, I had to share it. So I put it on CatholicFoodie.com. If you go to CatholicFoodie.com, uh, you will see, uh, I think it's the second post down, you will see this post. As a matter of fact, I think the URL for it is um, catholicfoodie.com slash content slash Manny's, M-A-N-N-Y-S, Manny's dash, uh, where did I put it, Manny's, okay, Manny's dash home dash cook dash revival. All right, I think that's the, the whole URL. So you can go over there and check that out. And and I've got links there to his original post, and I have links uh, uh, to his about page where he talks about his mission and his philosophy. I love it. And you know what? I would love to hear from you if you can go check that out and tell me what you think. Because this is like, to me, we need this revival. We're always talk- I'm always talking about cooking at home and families cooking together. And here you have a chef, right, an executive sous chef at this restaurant in Lafayette, Louisiana, who is blogging and who writes about this revival of the home cook. I'm excited. I'm very excited. And I would love for you to go look at that for me and then uh, let me know. You can make a comment on my blog. You can make a comment on Manny's blog. Let him know uh, what you think. You can give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. Once again, I'd love to hear from you. 985-635-4974. Or you can always email me at catholicfoodie at gmail.com. So uh, please do that. I, I would be very, I am very, very interested in hearing what you would have to say about that. Uh, what we're going to say for next week is going to be something called the value of fun. There's a, a post there on CatholicFoodie.com about that as well. And I'm, I'm re- referring then uh, in that post to someone else's blog, but uh, you can maybe just go take a look at that. I will talk about that next week. And uh, another techno, kind of techno geek uh, post for Catholics that I wanted to share with you, but I'm going to save that as well. Oh, Ugh, I'm out of time. I'm out of time, but I really wanted to share with you 
this awesome application uh, called Mac Gourmet that I've been using and that I am just completely blown away by. I mean, this if you're on a Mac and you like to cook and you've got recipes and you even if you don't have any recipes but you want to you want to start collecting recipes you need this software this is just it's good stuff very good stuff and i want to share it with you but i don't have time today so i'm going to have to put that off till next week um i'm also going to write a companion post there for that particular uh application i'm just uh, like a review my own personal review and i'm going to put that over at catholicfoodie.com that'll be up in just a few days so here we are we're going to we're going to close now uh, I want to remind you the Haiti campaign, right? Fastforhaiti.com. Please go check that out. Anya Donaluk's uh, 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 site, uh, childrenofcare.org. Uh, please go check that out and help these people out. Spread the word. And if you can make a donation, do so. But spread the word. At least we can all do that. Spread the word. Facebook, Twitter, whatever social networks you're on, phone calls, email, <laughs> Pony Express, whatever it is. Go ahead and, and, and try to spread the word there for that. Uh, incidentally, we have been talking about kind of sacrifice in this episode and, and uh, uh, you know looking out for others and reaching out for others. I do want to say this. This coming Friday is, uh, uh, I believe it's Respect Life Friday. I can't remember now. The, 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 it's, a, it's a day of penance. It's a day of penance for, um, for life, a day of penance for life that the U.S. bishops have, have uh, established. And just a reminder to all of us faithful Catholics out there, it is a day of penance, which means that uh, it's a day where we would uh, fast and pray and and uh, do almsgiving. So uh, the bare minimum on that day would be to refrain from uh, meat and also to uh, to have you know two small meals, and then your third meal should not equal the two small meals put together. So that's the the basic guidelines for uh, fasting in the church. And there's age stipulations, you know, if you you don't have to fast until you're a certain age. And honestly, right now, I can't remember what that age is. I'm, I'm, uh, I should have looked that up, but I, I haven't. And then I think it's like 60 or 62 or something is where that uh, that age ends. So anywhere in between in those spots, that, that's what we're called to do this coming Friday. So um, it's a day of penance. Just remember that. And let's see what else. Is there anything else? Anything else at all? I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm so glad that you were here. And uh, until next time, bon appétit.